the point after show. He's going savage. Run for your life. And that was a disgraceful performance in my opinion. We threw that game. We gave it away by doing that. We gave him the freaking game. In my opinion, that sucked. Uh, playoffs? What are talking about? Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. The Point After Show. What can you do? I mean, there's nothing you can do. You can't do anything. There's nothing. We can't do We couldn't throw. We throw an interception. It's just... The Point After Show. The best goddamn fantasy football show in the world. Ready? Let's go. Hey, yo! Thanks again for tuning in to The Point After Show. I'm the host with the most fantasy hopes... Eddie Skarupa. As always, I'm joined alongside by Polly Bag of Walnuts Lipko and Tom. I always raise pre flop Lipko. Unfortunately, Cavi, the producer, is uh, not with us again tonight. Um, us at the point after show, we want to send our best to the Caviston family right now. I love now. you guys. Um, but this is our 10th episode, or uh, week 10 episode, our pregame episode. I've been doing some pregame myself. Um, this and every week going forward is kind of do and die, do or die for me. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So uh, the bye week playoff are, week started yeah, for you last playoffs. week. Playoffs. <laughs> Your Eddie's playoff started really last week every in week, week nine. Every, every week I'm. If I lose, I'm done. So yeah. at this point, you know you're having you know you're having a good season when your playoffs start in week nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm being honest too, Ed. I'm I'm hoping you lose so I could get someone off your roster. Yeah, I don't blame you. you know? Well, we only have till Monday. The trade deadline for our league of record is Monday. Sure, and it's you know the only reason I feel bad for Eddie is he has the most points scored against them this year. In our league. Well, that's usually what makes a losing record. Yeah, right sure. There. Yeah, but he's putting up big numbers. I Pretty much every just week. Have He's a, got a solid I have team. shitty luck. It, it, it happens to everybody. Oh, really by, by 50 fantasy points. <clears throat> but I did go 3-0 and last week in three of my leagues, and I'm holding strong in second place in my points league, so I'm doing okay. Yeah, obviously, if you listen so. to our last episode, I lost the pops. Uh, Paul was going to have him call in, but I threatened to quit, walk off the set. I was going to have the union in here striking. We were uh, going out of business. Yeah, we had we had actually marchers out front of the house for Tommy on his behalf because he was going to walk out. So we had a we had a we had to call Pop off and tell him he couldn't call in. Um, yeah, I mean, I I went I also went three yep. 0 last yeah. week, Eddie. Um, I, I'm actually Congrats. proud to say this. Hey, listen, I get it. You guys bust my balls every week, and I I, I deserve it. I've never won a championship as long as I've been playing fantasy football. I'm always the bridesmaid, never the bride. What? But I'm confident this year, guys. I'm confident. I'm in three leagues right now. I'm currently in first in ESPN. I'm in first in my other Yahoo, and I'm in second in ours. I'm very confident in this season. My teams look really good. Well, I'm good, ready. Good luck. I, I think it's I possibly because the... I've been listening to this this podcast, um, the uh, Point After Show. Uh, they're pretty fucking good. We're doing that. well. We yeah. are. We're, and I'm not. I, I say that in a shocking way, but I I, I agree. I, we've had some. We've had some shocking. We're, we've had some good, good uh, solid picks. Well, not even just that. I mean. I mean, Twitter followers, emails. We've been actually getting some pretty solid emails coming into us saying, 
Uh, hey, you know, I've never really been that great in fantasy football, but you guys have helped me a ton. I mean, that stuff kind of makes you feel good. You feel and like that's you're... just from Mike Arniss. Yeah, yeah. And that was just from, like, three guys in our own league. At Stroud Round. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, though, we did we did actually been hearing some good stuff. So, I mean, we haven't been getting a lot of hate. We do get some things wrong, but that's just, you know, that's it's the rare. nature of the it's rare. It's the nature of the beast. If you listen to Paul long enough, you'll get a lot of things wrong. <laughs> uh, Spe- speaking of all that, though, you... If you guys want to send us any kind of questions or sit starts or anything that you have uh, trade related, I know the trade deadlines are coming up uh, shortly, but if you have any kind of questions that uh, you would like our feedback from, we love the we love the sit starts. We yeah, love we those love questions. Those, uh, sit starts. Keep especially, them coming in, especially the polls on Twitter. Yeah. I like Eddie loves the poll. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's not get into that. Uh-huh. Um, we can uh, let you can email us at thepointaftershow at gmail.com, or you can find us on Twitter at pointaftershow. Um, tonight's episode, we're going to go through our little que- uh, Q&A sec- uh, segment. I'm going to do my advice, some fantasy football advice for week 10. You always have to love the advice. I love advice. <laughs> it's stupid. But it is whatever. definitely a sweet play on words. <laughs> oh, it is. Uh, studs and duds. I'll uh, send some over and under fantasy uh, point projections to Paul and Tom and see what they... Paul will probably get six of them wrong, but... Tommy's pretty solid, so pay attention. Top flex players, uh, head-to-head question that I'll ask Tom and Paul, and uh, our bromantic, bold predictions to end the, the, the episode. So let's I didn't drink it. that much tonight, so I'm not going to be shedding any tears. Oh. So you guys don't have to worry about the that. The show's early. The show's early. Yeah, by, is, the time, early. by the time the bromantic comes around, I'm pretty positive uh, you'll be in uh, love with I'll someone. A, I'm triple-fisted, so I'll be crying tonight. Uh. So. Um, l- all right, let's break into our Q&A segment. Um, I'm going to start off with a question that we got from P. Ortiz, which is the Twitter handle at Sinvergenzio. That was pretty solid, bro. I think I so. Would've, I would have I would have been, been like, uh, I would have jacked that. that right. I would have started spelling it at this point. I think it's But anyway, close enough. Um, he's got two questions, actually. Who is the better start this week at Flex? Dejon Harris? Dewan Harris, I should say. It's Dewan, definitely. It's, it is Dewan. Takes one to no one. Wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. The uh, scotch is working. All right. <laughs> uh, uh, Dewan Harris, Jeremy Hill, or Spencer Ware? What do you guys think there? Paul, what are you going to go with on this one? Um, well, I mean, I, I feel like you can't go around uh, against Spencer Ware. He's he's obviously the lead back in uh, in Kansas City. He doesn't really have much competition. Uh, Trekendrick West looked awful last week. He's back from his concussion. Um, I worry about he's playing Carolina. They're pretty solid against running backs. They only give up the six fewest fantasy points to running backs. Um, so I'm going to go where uh, on this one because, I mean, uh, Dijon? <laughs> Dewan Harris, uh, I don't think he's going to do very much against Arizona if he even plays. I think Hyde might actually be back. And uh, and Hill just splits way too much time with, uh, with Giovanni. So I'm going to go where. What about you, T? I'm actually going to – I don't think Ware will have a bad game. Um, Harris, I'm thinking Hyde's going to play this week, so I'm not going to pick him. I'm going to go Jeremy Hill. We've talked and threw some shade on this guy for a little bit in a couple podcasts, how he was junk. I said it. I said he was poop, maybe even drop him. But you look at his last two games, he's averaging about 17.5 fantasy points. 
I think he's going to have a decent game versus the Giants, who are giving up the 16th most fantasy points to this running back position. So this week, I'm jumping on the bandwagon again. I think he's going to have a good game. Maybe two touchdowns on a lot of yards. I'm going Jeremy Hill. Here's here's where I, I worry about Jeremy Hill. Um, the Giants do give up a decent amount of points, fantasy points, to, to running backs, but typically it's through the air, which is Giovanni Bernard's uh, style of football. The Giants have not given up a 100-yard rushing game yet this season. And quite honestly, that's that's Hill's thing. He's he's an in-between, you know, he's an in-between runner. He runs downhill. So, I don't think if he doesn't get in I think if he doesn't get in the end zone, he's he's not going to score a decent amount of points this week. I don't disagree with him being a touchdown between the tackles. Uh, yeah. well, between the tackles, yeah. Yeah, he's, that either. But I, I'm, but I, I respect my, that pick because I was torn between the two of them, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm going Jeremy Hill. Like I said, I think he's going to be the better one uh, this week. And I don't disagree with the touchdown dependency. I just think he's going to put some touchdowns in this week. So, PRTs, that's uh, Spencer Ware from Paul and Jeremy Hill from Tommy. What else we got? All right. Uh, second part of the question, would you accept this trade? Giving, you're, So, you're getting Big Ben and you're giving away Carson Palmer. Yep. Yeah, that's that's a no-brainer for uh, me, yeah, too. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. He shoots uh, and he scores. Rest of season, I mean, Big Ben. Well, let me let me just say this. So at this point in the season, I think you guys can both agree with me. When you're looking at trades and you're looking to accept a trade, you're looking at this point in the season, what does your fantasy playoff schedule look like? Because there's really nothing. I mean, at this point, you're, the guy you're getting is the guy you're going to roll with the rest of the season. So for me, I mean, Big Ben has a pretty decent – fantasy playoff schedule he's got buffalo he's got cincinnati he's got baltimore um versus carson palmer who i believe on most fantasy championship weeks which is week 16 he's playing in seattle that's not the guy i want playing on my in my championship week against in seattle and here's the thing yeah i I agree with big ben obviously one i'm biased i'm a huge steelers fan love big ben i think he's one of the greatest quarterbacks of my generation Top 25 of all time for sure. Um, but I think Car- Carson Palmer, you, you mentioned about week 16. You have to get to week 16. It's true. And look at the matchups Carson Palmer has going before that. Week 14, he has Miami. And week 15, he has the Saints. The Saints love giving up points. So you could depend on Carson Palmer putting a ton of points up in week 15. But again, you need to make it to week 15. So I think going before that, you, you know, you look at. Carson Palmer's schedule, you know, you're trying to make that push for the playoffs. He has Washington, Atlanta. He's got Minnesota Week 11, uh, San Fran this week. So he might put up some points. And then you look at Big Ben, what he has going on coming up to lead into playoffs. Well, besides the fact that you just got to think about the fact that he's got how many weapons do the Steelers have. And I'm not taking any weapons away from Arizona because on paper they look like they have oh, a yeah. legit Ridiculous. offense. But let's be honest, their offense has not done all that as much as lived up to this year. Big Ben, I'm hoping that meniscus is starting to you know feel a little bit better for him. And, and, and when, that, when that crew officially gets clicking... They could be the best offense in football. And, yeah, looking at the schedule, too, like I said, Big Ben earlier, but he has an even better schedule going forward. To lead in the playoffs, he has Cleveland, uh, the Colts, Giants, Buffalo, Cincinnati, Baltimore, and Cleveland again. Yeah, definitely go Big Ben on this. Yep, Big Ben. I'm a Big Ben fan, too. Take it. Accept it. Hurry up before the guy changes his mind. All right, let's go to uh, Richard B. at Cool Lane Hero. He asks... 
Would you drop a player to pick up Sammy Watkins right now as a stash? And if so, who would you drop, Dwayne Washington or C.J. Procise? So I, um, I'm, I'm okay dropping a player if, if it's, if it's um, um, a non-valuable player in your team to stash Sammy Watkins. Um, I'm not looking at these two. I think. Really yeah, I mean, one of these two value. guys. I think I'd be. I would totally give up one of these two guys to to get Sammy Watkins as a as a, especially if you're struggling in the wide receiver. It's not a bad thing to have Sammy Watkins. I don't believe Sammy Watkins. Um, I saw a couple of people that answered this guy on uh, on Twitter. They, they chimed in on this, and the one guy actually said that Sammy Watkins is an elite uh, wide receiver. I did see that. I yeah. thought I thought that was a little overboard. Yeah. Um, as you made a comment, I, I mean. Yeah, you, you showed up the stats of the, the last yeah, I mean, three years. I mean, he's he's only yeah. been in the league three years. The last year he only played thirteen games. This year he's only played two. The first year, his rookie year, uh, it was his best year, I think, quite honestly, as far as receptions. He had sixty-five. Um, last year he went over a thousand yards. He had nine touchdowns. It looks nice, but he still only played thirteen games. I would never call him elite, but I would be willing to stash him on my team. Yeah, yeah, definitely stash them on your team, especially with these two players. If you had more elite players on your team, and I'm using that word lightly because that guy on Twitter used it, yeah. calling Sammy Watkins elite, so I'm just kind of making fun of him. Anyways. Who would, would you drop, T? Oh, I would drop Dwayne Washington. Yeah, I would drop and, Dwayne Washington. See, I'm yeah, the CJ I would drop you know, Coach size. Carroll came out today and said that, and I, I think it was yesterday, came out and said that ProSize is going to get the ball a lot more going forward. You know, I know you have Rawls coming back. And you're also Kristen the king. Michael's you're also the guy that 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 coins himself for saying a coach will say whatever he needs to to keep yeah, the motivation. Sure, there. but yeah, that's for your stars, your studs. That's what I said. Not CJ Procise. He's not a star stud. He's, he's a running back. He's a third stringer. By so? all means, he's. That's no. exactly my point. He's so, a third stringer. Oh, and when Rawls is supposed to come back next week. What do you do with him now? Okay, so he's, Procise he's might be... He catches a lot of balls. Yeah. He's, 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 I, I, I'm, he's I'm, proficient I'm coming out of the backfield between the tackles and proficient catching the ball. The I backfield. don't dis- I don't. I but don't disagree with you Dwayne on that. Washington, you have Justin Forsett there. You have uh, Theo Riddick. So Justin Forsett has been there for almost a month and a half now. He hasn't done anything. Theo Riddick is absolutely 100% the running back or the, the, the catching back out of that and backfield. And he's starting to run the ball more. But Washington is the between the tackles, between the 20s, running back, first, second, third down, first, second down at least. And I honestly, I think he played. Who'd they play? They played Minnesota last week, right? Or who'd they play last week? Detroit. Yeah, Minnesota. Yeah, they played, yeah, yeah. and he didn't run the ball very bad. Who? Theoretic? No, no, no. Theoretic didn't run it bad. But Theoretic, yeah, but Theoretic so is not that he's not going to stay being the 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 lead back. I think for 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 long purposes, I would keep Washington. I get it. I can see Procise too from your side. Well, here's a split let's opinion here. Agree to disagree? Yeah, because. Realistically, you're probably not going to really ever start Dwayne Washington or CJ Procise anyways. Yeah, reality. It, I, it, so you might as well just drop either one. Yep. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I actually, as Take a matter of fact, I, re- I replied to this guy and I said on Twitter, I said, it doesn't matter. $2, and he you said, call it. And he said, pick a guy. I need to know. And it became a question for our show. Because I like to know what you guys yeah. thought. All right, um, let's let's move out of this, this yeah. next one. We're, we're spending too much time on Dwayne Washington. It's a true story. All right, let's go. Uh, at P double O P. So that's y'all know at, what I mean. At poop asks pick a RB in a flex: Jonathan Stewart, Tim Hightower, Cameron Meredith, or Devonte Adams. This is not a clever name by poop. I like let it. Let me let me answer poop. I'm gonna go running back and my flex as 
Jonathan Stewart, and D. Adams. You look at Jonathan Stewart, two out of the last three weeks, he's had over 20 fantasy points. He's had four TDs over the last three weeks. Hightower, you know, he's definitely splitting carries there with uh, Ingram. Ingram had a phenomenal game. He was a beast. <laughs> and it is. Uh, so I think Stewart's the man out of there. So you only have those two running backs to compete to for the running back position. I'm gonna not, I wouldn't start both of them. Look at Devonta Adams. He had 38 targets over the last three weeks. He's got the Titans this week who have the 16th, give up the 16th most fantasy points to wide receiver. He has five games over 13 fantasy points. He's my man. So I uh, I 100% agree with you for Adams. Um, I believe that would be his flex player. Sure. Um, he can't start as a running back. No, no. I, yeah, I was they just I had, Montgomery, I, had, I had a Montgomery. I was trying to think of the question. Ty Montgomery, the running <laughs> yeah, that's back. true. Shit until um, this week. So I, I agree, Adams with your flex uh, playing Tennessee, no doubt about that. Meredith has had no chemistry whatsoever with with Cutler since Cutler's been back. You loved him. I loved him pre-Cutler. You loved him. But Cutler is... Brian Hoyer. Cutler is the... Well, he was there. Cutler can fuck up a one-car funeral. I'm pretty positive of that. Like, he uh, just... could really do that. You had a telephone pole. Wow. <laughs> um, but, so, I will disagree with you with Stewart. I will take <laughs> Hightower um, over Stewart. And here's why. You look at the matchup, and Stewart's playing Kansas City. Hightower's playing Denver. People are like... Are you out of your mind? Why would you why would you take Hightower over Denver? But quite honestly, dude, Denver actually Denver's gives rush up defense. terrible. Yeah, they're not eighth, eighth most fantasy points to running backs. And if you guys remember last week, Latavius Murray ran for three touchdowns on him. Just yeah. beat them down. Yeah. I'm going Hightower. Hightower is still getting enough. Even though he's splitting with Ingram, they're starting to run the ball more. Let's be honest, I don't think I don't think Breeze is gonna light the world up this week in the passing game against no. Denver. They were going to try and run that ball. They're gonna probably give him twenty plus touches along with Ingram getting some touches. I like Hightower this week, so I'm gonna go Hightower and Adams. And um you know, Stewart's playing Kansas City, hey. who has only given up three rushing touchdowns all year. Double up poop, go at Adams, and I guess it's a uh, pick em yep. on the Stewart-Hightower situation. Yep. So 15, what do you got next, in, in 15 words or less, Stewart, because he's getting the ball a lot, even though he sucked last week. That's because you're a hater on Hightower. Uh, plus he has Stewart. Yeah, that Mer- too. Meredith stinks, but Devontae Adams is getting the ball too. So, All right. Uh, at Chirpy underscore AD asks... Sure. Better start this week, Dak Prescott or Tom Brady? Uh, It's an easy one for me. Tom Brady, even though he's playing Seattle, he's playing um, in New England, and I always say play your studs, don't overthink it. Dak is playing in Pittsburgh, and I'll tell you right now, um, that game has upset special written all over it. Pissed off Pittsburgh Steelers playing in Pittsburgh, and you don't underestimate the Steelers' defense against Dak Prescott. Uh, Tom's dancing. <laughs> I'm like Beetlejuice. Yeah, you were. Uh, I feel like I'm a huge Brady fan. I, you know, I, I had him as a bold prediction a few weeks. He's averaging over 32 fantasy points per week since he's been back. Dak, I understand that he's playing a lousy defense in Pittsburgh. You know, uh, one of the worst pass defenses like usual. But, uh, like Paul said, I think the Steelers are playing pissed. They're 4-4. Four and four. People expected them to have a hell of a lot better record by now, obviously. Me included. Paul probably included. I think 99% of the population included. But I definitely think Brady's going to be the man this week. 
All right. There you have it. Uh, next question. At Robert McGowan asks, better start this week, Peyton Barber or Capri Bibbs? I'm going to say Capri Bibbs. Um, I know he's not actually the starter right now. Devontae Booker still, Devontae Booker still has that, um, has the starting role. But I think New Orleans leaves enough yards on the table for um, for pretty much everybody on the team to go get a decent fantasy week. Uh, even San Francisco looked pretty solid last week for fantasy value. So I'm going to go Bibbs against New Orleans. Um, Barber's playing Chicago, and Chicago gives up the third fewest fantasy points to running backs. I'd probably stay away from Barber this week uh, at Tampa Bay. Uh, I think they're going to end up throwing the ball a lot in Tampa Bay. So Bibbs for me, T. Uh, you know, I like Bibbs. I picked him up a few weeks ago off the— Yeah, he did. I was pretty pissed about that. Yeah, yeah. Picked him up a few weeks ago. I was expecting big things out of him. You know, uh, Coach Fox called me up and said, Listen, Tom, you need to go pick him up. He's going to be getting a bunch more carries going forward. All right, stop bullshitting. Get to your point. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, my point is that Coach Fox Carbondale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> but no, my point was that Paul doesn't know what the hell he's talking about when it comes to this segment. Obviously, my record shows his record shows. I'm going to go with Barber this week. I know Doug Martin might play. He's going to teach us how to Dougie, but. I think it's going to be one of those uh, Jamal Charles when he first came back first week things. I'm not saying he's going to be out getting surgeries again. But Peyton Barber is going to be the man of Tampa Bay. They're going to open it up with the pass game, which Chicago has a shit-ass pass game. So that's who I'm going with. But they have the Take, third. Dude, they're, they're really good against the run. Yeah, they sure. Don't give sure. Up, they don't give up a lot on the ground. And you're talking about Bibbs playing New Orleans. Like, how do you not? Bibbs isn't the starter. I'm amazed that you would take Barber. Bibbs in that isn't situation. the starter. Bibbs is the. I backup. get it, but it doesn't matter, dude. There's so much Kinda offense. Matters, There's so now much he's offense. At least at, at best, he's splitting fifty-fifty. There's so much offense Where to Barber's be had getting there. Probably ninety percent. I don't know, man. I'd, I'd say I'd say Barber in a PPR. All right. Well, uh, we got one Bibbs by Paul, and the other two ass clowns are going Barber. All Oops. right. Uh, at Potter. Galvin. Is this uh, pot- Pottery Barn? No, nope, just Potter Galvin. Better flex option this week, Ty Montgomery or Michael Thomas? That's a good question. That is I'm pretty gonna, good question. I'm going to go with Ty Montgomery. Especially uh, all leagues, I think, now have him as the ability to, uh, well, I know you're asking for flex, but I think it's great because now he has the running back wide receiver designation, so you could start him anywhere. So if you have a crappy running back, you might be able to start him. And then pick anybody else for the flex, but um, go with Ty Montgomery going forward. He, uh, I know James Starks might come back this week, but again, how much work is he going to get? Ty Montgomery's getting carries, getting catches out of the backfield, and the Green Bay offense has actually been getting things moving forward. So Thomas had his week last week. Montgomery this week. Uh, I agree with you. Um, uh, Montgomery is is the guy to go with. Um, McCarthy loves him as a running back. He 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 praised him this week in the media about his size. Uh, he said, "Don't don't judge him because of the number on his jersey." Michael Thomas has been nothing but stellar for Breezy. I, I still expect him to have an okay game, but he's playing Denver secondary, which is the no-fly zone. Regardless of how bad Denver's <clears throat> running uh, rush defense is, their pass defense is still. No joke. So I'm going to go Montgomery. Too, for sure. All right, let's get into our uh, our last one here. Joe Montana asks. Oh, I'm sorry. It's Joe H from Montana. Joe H from oh, Montana. Okay. 
No relation. No, no. Uh, this is at Hornschwaggle. Hornschwaggle. Hornschwedizzle. Better start this week, Randall Cobb or Jordan Matthews? Is that who that is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I see Jay Matthews. Yep. So what does that mean? Are there uh, other Jay Matthews? So who's it? There could be. No, there's only one. Yeah. So I'm going Randall Cobb this week. I'm going. I'm going Matthews. So let's 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 fight this one out. Well, I just think that uh, Cobb. I think that offense has been just going at it lately. Uh, they got their groove going again. Aaron Rodgers is slinging all around the place. Everybody's getting their targets. They're probably throwing about 40, 50 passes per game. So they're going to have their opportunities. I think this is Randall Cobb's week to have his opportunities. Uh, I think Randall Cobb has some uh, – I think he's dinged up. I think that the last one or two games that he's played, he's been pretty touchdown dependent, and this is coming from a guy that in one league owns Cobb. Uh, I think he, again, goes with another week where he's going to be touchdown dependent. I like Matthews playing Atlanta. Uh, the last two weeks, Matthews has had at least 10 targets. Atlanta gives up the second most points to wide receivers. And Vegas has this game at a 50-point over-under. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored. I think that Matthews is, quite honestly, the only receiver that can catch the ball in, in Philadelphia, and I like him. That's my pick. And here's my thing, too, is look at Randall Cobb. You know, take last week out of it and the week before that when he was hurt. Uh, he was averaging double-digit targets. He had 11, 11, and 15 you know, you, you take his yardage into consideration. He's averaging like 75, 80 yards a game, a couple touchdowns. I think, like I said, Randall Cobb and Green Bay Packers offense have that moving forward. All right, so you got it split. Tommy um, li- Tommy likes Cobb. Paul likes Matthews. Joe H. in Montana shooting moose. He's got to figure it out. Hornschwaggle. Is it Meese? Is it Meese? It's Meese's. Mises. All right, let's move on to, uh, I'm going to give my advice. All right, this is my advice, the second take, because the first one sucked. First, I just want to say thanks to all you veterans out there. It's Veterans Day. Cheers. Veterans Day this weekend. There you go. There it is. That's a Grab me one. Uh, I just want to thank you all for your service. I also want to recognize the veterans of fantasy football. These guys don't get much credit, but... Uh, I just wanted to recognize their solidarity in, a, in, in our fantasy leagues. Uh, these guys go later and later every year in our drafts, but still put up quality fantasy production each and every year. Uh, before every draft, I hear the same old unfunny jokes about these characters. Oh, he's washed up. His knees are shot. He's so old, the first five-man blitz he saw involved the Nazis of Germany. They're still solid plays every single week. This list includes guys like Larry Fitzgerald, third in the league in receptions, Frank Gore, top tens in rush attempts and total touchdowns amongst all running backs. Anquan Bolden leads the pass-heavy Lions offense and total touchdowns for wide receivers at five. Matt Bryant, age 41, leads all kickers in fantasy scoring. You probably drafted these guys mid-late rounds, if at all. Anquan Bolden, I'm talking about you. Uh, He's a good spot start if you need him, but at age 75, you're catching five touchdowns. You're still doing all right in my book. Uh, These old heads and your fantasy team will do just fine if you keep on starting them. Uh, That's my advice to you this week. Good luck, y'all. So I think to sum up Ed's advice is play the old timers. Yeah, let them roll.
Peace. All right, we're going to break into our studs and duds segment. Paul and Tom are going to give their sits and starts of the week. Paul, who do you like at quarterback? So this week for my uh, start of the week at quarterback, I love Carson Palmer. Uh, playing the San Francisco 49ers, I mentioned earlier in the show, I think everybody in Arizona should probably score a lot of points against San Fran. Um, they've given up the uh, eighth most points to quarterbacks this year, and two weeks ago against Carolina, it looked like Carson finally got back into the flow of, uh, of the offense. So I expect Carson to go off for about 280 yards and three touchdowns in this game. T, what about you for your start? Uh-oh. People are going to hate on this. I love this guy. Ever since he came back, I'm going with Jay Cutler. Boo! He's playing Tampa Bay's defense. They're giving up the fifth most fantasy points this season. You look, you had Matty Ice throw over 500 yards. You had, uh, oh, no, no, Derek Carr throw over for 500 yards. You had Matty Ice, Carson Palmer, and uh, Matt Ryan, again, all throw for over 300 yards. I think Jay Cutler is going to get in touch with Alshon Jeffrey and the rest of the offense. I think he's going to throw for over 320 yards and three touchdowns this week. That should have been our bold prediction. No, no, no. Who no, were those I quarterbacks got... again that, that, that played against? Two Matty Ice, I heard. Matt, yeah, two Matty Ice, Derek Carr. Um, All right. You had Carson Palmer. Okay. All right. I'll give you that. All right, uh, Paul, who's your dud for quarterback? My dud for quarterback this week is Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton is playing the New York Giants on Monday Night Football. Um, The Giants' defense has given up the fourth fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks this season. And New York has only given up 16 or more fantasy points to one quarterback this entire year. I bench Andy Dalton this week. I go try and find a streamer if he's your starter. T? Um, actually, I'm going to stick in the same game, and I'm going to say Jameis Winston. Uh, Chicago's pass offense really... The same game as the one you talked about earlier? Is that what you mean? Yeah, I talked about Cutler. Okay. I thought you meant... Sorry. Maybe people well, thought the same well, game that I was just... Well, well, Go ahead. it doesn't matter. If, if people know football, they'll know what game I'm talking about when okay. I talk about the Bucks. Fair enough. So, anyways, I think... Jameis Winston, if you're starting him, I know Walla Trump, who's been on a dominant tear this year in our league, uh... Starts him a lot. I would bench him this week versus the Chicago Bears. A lot of people say this is going to be a shootout, but I think it's just going to be Chicago Bears stepping up and shutting down Jameis Winston this week. All right, Tom, let's keep it with you. Who's your running back to start this week? Uh, let's let's think. My running back to start this week. Out of all the running backs in the um, NFL, who would you start this week? I'm going to start... Um, Want me to start? Zeke Elliott. Zeke? I didn't want to bring him up. (laughs) You know, I was trying to hesitate. But I love this guy, man. I talked about him all year. I said before the season starts to my sister-in-law, I said Zeke is going to be a top six draft this year. And I pushed out. I didn't go with him. I went with Todd Gurley. I want to punch myself in the face and run myself over. But Zeke's going to be the man this year, uh, this week. He's playing Pitt. They're giving up the fifth most rushing uh, fantasy points to running backs. You know, what are you going to do? He's got almost 900 yards, seven touchdowns on the year. Zeke's going to do Zeke things again. Paul. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, for me, I could have went Zeke. I could have went David Johnson. I didn't take the 
the the the weak way out or the Zeke way out, I should say. Ooh. I went Devonte Booker. Zeke Apotamus. I talked about Bibbs earlier in the show. I think I love anybody that plays New Orleans. I think Devonte Booker. And Bibbs have both big weeks. I think Devontae Booker has a monster week against New Orleans, second worst uh, defense against fantasy point or against running backs and giving up fantasy points. I think Devontae Booker goes over 130 total yards and a score this week. So Devontae Booker is my start. All right, Tom, who's your uh, dud for running back? I think you have a lot of potentials, but uh, this week I'm going to go with uh, Matt Forte. They. Uh, He's playing the Rams. They're giving up the fifth fewest fantasy points to running backs this year. They play tough every single week. You know, they might give up a few touchdowns, but, you know, they're not giving up a ton of uh, yards on the ground. That's a good sit. I'm going with Matt Forte if you have him. Paul? I'm going to go LeGarrette Blunt. Um, I know it sounds kind of crazy. The man has scored in seven of eight games that <clears throat> New England's played this year. But he's playing Seattle. They gave up the eighth fewest fantasy points to running backs. They've only given up five rushing touchdowns all season. Uh, I don't see LeGarrette Blunt breaking anything big in this game. I think it turns into a little bit of a, a passing game. So uh, I I sit LeGarrette Blunt this week. All right, Paul, let's keep it with you. Wide receivers, who would you start? My wide receiver this week is uh, going off of Tommy's quarterback, Alshon Mother effing Jeffrey. Uh, another game where matchup is more favorable, <clears throat> and uh, you have a player who's recently gotten back together with his work wife, Jay Cutler. Last week, Jeffrey broke out for 63 yards and a touchdown against a stingy Minnesota defense. I think he doubles that number this week against Tampa Bay, who gives up the fifth most fantasy points. I Dang. think he goes over 120 yards and two touchdowns this week. Big game for Jeffrey. Start Dang. I like it. Oh, you know what stinks? I wish uh, work wasn't so busy. My real job, where I actually make some money, uh, wasn't so busy the last few weeks because Paul and I would be able to get on the same page. But I agree with them on this one. Start of the week. There's somebody I have above him, but I'm going to talk about him later in the show, so I didn't want to talk about him twice. Is but, he in the same game? Um, I, which game? Um, but anyway, I'm going to go <laughs> well, with Elshon people were Jeffrey. listening, they would know what game. I'm going to go with Elshon Jeffrey also. Um, like I said, I went with... Bold move earlier. there, Cotton. That's what I do is bold moves. But yeah. like you said, they're, they're giving up the fifth most. I think... Here's my prediction on him. I'm not going to talk about everything else you already hit You can dodge him. a wrench, you can dodge a ball? Yeah. I don't drink my own piss, but I don't have to, right? <laughs> so anyway, so I think this week, I'm not going to say two touchdowns. I'm going to say he has... Seven receptions, 153 yards, and a touchdown. That's a good prediction. I like it. It is. Uh, who's your duds of the week, Paul? I'm going to fire up Doug Baldwin as my sit of the week. Uh, a lot of people are, are still high on Doug Baldwin, haven't figured out why. But he, uh, he travels across the country into New England, Gillette Stadium, uh, who gives up the fifth least fantasy points to wide receivers. The Patriots have only given up 200-yard games to a wide receiver this season. Um, you know, take that with Baldwin's lack of production, include not scoring over 12 points since week three. I bench Doug Baldwin. Uh, you know, kick it to me, Ed. Go ahead. I'll kick it to you. Kick it to me. It's a soccer ball. So this is what I'm going to do this week. I'm going to say you have to go out and you have to bench Brandon Cooks. You take away the two weeks of over 30 fantasy points that he had this year – 
He's had uh, single digits three different times. He had around less than 16 fantasy points three different times. I think this week when they're playing Denver, who gives up the least most uh, least fantasy points to the wide receiver position, I think you bench Brandon Cooks this week. They're not going to do much there, and I don't think it's this week anyway. I agree with you on that one, T, All right. for a change. T-Boz, let's keep it with you. Uh, tight end position. Who are you starting? Who am I starting at the tight end, Eddie? Yeah. Oof. That's a toughie. I was going to make a joke, a family <laughs> joke, but I know how you're one of the most sensitive people when it comes to the family jokes. Well, my family is important to me, bro. Uh, hey, I'm not trying to disagree <laughs> with that. But this week, uh, my tight end player, I'm going with the New York Giants opposition tight end. I'm going to say Tyler Eifert. I think, you know, him coming back, the first game he played lousy, but prior to the bye, he had nine catches, 102 yards, and a touchdown, 12 targets. The Giants have given up the 15th, you know, their mid-pack defense there, their 15th, 16th in fantasy points to uh, this position. Tyler Eifert's my man this week. You start him if you have him. Paul. I'm going to go Zach Ertz from the Philadelphia Eagles. Ertz finally Ertz gave me. Ertz me. Yeah, it hurts me to actually say this. Uh, Ertz finally gave his fantasy owners a glimmer of hope last week against the G-Men. Eight catches, ninety-seven yards. Uh, most owners that drafted Ertz early were expecting this. Finally getting it. Uh, the nice thing is they get to play Atlanta, who gives up the fifth most fantasy points to tight ends this season. They've given up six touchdowns in eight games. I think Ertz comes close to last week's numbers plus a touchdown. I like Ertz. Let's see what uh, Tommy says about his. Give him an Ertz donut. Oh. My sits? Yeah, your sits. I'm going to give you a freaking Ertz donuts on this. Oh. He's my sit of the week. Look at every other week prior to last week. He had no more than four catches, no more than 37 yards in a game, and he doesn't even have a touchdown on the season. I know he's playing the uh, Atlanta Falcons this week, which give up a ton of points to this position, but... He's definitely a bencham. He's nothing. Last week was a fluke. Zach Ertz, he's riding the pine. Wow. That's an Ertz donut punch right there. Boom. Wow. Paul, what do you have to say to that? I say he's a giant knobber. <laughs> uh, you can listen to Tommy, whose record is currently, what, four and, Beautiful. Four and five? It, no, 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 no. Not four even that five. good? No, What's your like record? Four and one. No, no, no. What's your record oh, in fantasy, fantasy football? Look at my, look, What's like, your record in fantasy football? Here's the thing. I'm limited in Wait fantasy football. You're to what's two, on my team? You're in two leagues. What's your what's records? On my, uh, both five and four. I, that's a lie. No, you're definitely not. not five and four. Right? I'll show it to you. Look at it. All right. Well, my sit of the week this week is Colby Fleener. The New Orleans Saints. It seems like we have a combination of games here that we just don't like. Fleener has not lived up to the hype um, to start this week. He hasn't eclipsed six fantasy points in the last three weeks, uh, and he's not given. And Denver hasn't given up a hundred receiving yards, or has given up. No, Denver has not given up a hundred receiving yards and only no, two Bears. touchdowns. <laughs> and only two touchdowns to the tight end position. So they don't give up a lot of yards. They don't give up touchdowns. For me, I bench Colby Fleener and I look in the direction of Lance Kendrick or possibly C.J. Fedorowicz. That's just me. Sit Fleener. You know, I'm just going to bust your nuts a little bit here. Kobe Fleener had one good game, and the rest of them were junk. Yeah. You get on my balls every single week if I don't pick this, like, miraculous pick or outside-the-box pick. Nothing like cookie-cutter. 
And this is what you're doing. Kobe right Fleener is a, Kobe Fleener is a star in in, in over eighty percent of leagues. Besides, no, besides he like, might be owned. No, besides he's like a starter three, in eighty percent of leagues. Besides two tight ends, they're really it, as long as you can find a consistent five to eight point tight Edward, end. If, if you had Kobe Fleener on your team, would you start him almost every oh, week? Oh yeah, absolutely. You have okay. to. Okay, you have to. That's you all it was. To. I was looking at people yeah, that there, started. There are way more. Uh, tight ends better than this guy, dude. I'm picking up. I'm, I'm trying. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to pick up. I'm trying to pick up guys. I'm trying. I'm trying to help. I'm trying to help our listeners that week. will probably want to start him. That's why. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying it's. But he, he would he normally a, be a te one. Oh, you would think? No, he wouldn't be a te one. No, he struggled this year. I agree. But but at the end of the day, people drafted him. They're still starting him every week. Cutter pick. You get on my balls about every a cookie cutter pick. Wait, who was your running back? Zeke Elliott? Are you fucking kidding? That was I a, hope. Oh, that was big the player of the week. Miraculous, miraculous. Dis- everybody, good. listen. Here's here's so a every, every everybody. Listen, saying, shh, shh, listen, yeah. no, no, listen. No, no, this is a secret. It's a secret. There's, we don't need secrets. Start Zeke. Don't tell anybody you're gonna do it though. We're saying it's crazy the start. These were start of the week. But come on, man. Be a little bold. But I'm just be saying, a little bit. Kobe, you know? Fle- you Kobe know. Fleener on the Saints. <laughs> he's not a ten to twelve tight end every week. That's what you're saying. He's he's beyond that. Oh, yeah, he's outside of that. He's definitely not outside of 12. Yeah, for sure. I don't think so. Yeah. Not outside of 12. Oh, my God, for no. sure. All right, well, no, listen, let's... we'll talk to you during our Dumb Dumb segment next week. Hey, yeah. let me know let's... what your record is on, on picking players, starts, sits, how about we talk about our record? How about we talk about a record that really matters, listen, and that's listen, for fantasy football. That's what I'm talking about. What, where are you again? I'm in it second. Where matter. are you at? Listen to the podcast. Nice to meet you. I'm second place. Where are you? But nice to meet you. I'm a champ. You're, you're, not, you're not even in playoffs. You're not even in the top six. Roll it. What are you, in eighth? Right. I'm we're, we're, oh, ta- we're taking it over the top here between Tom. It's like perennial. Uh, it's like that Sylvester Stallone uh, arm wrestling movie. Uh, but we're gonna move on. We're gonna go to the over under segment next, and yeah, we're gonna take a break. All right, our over under under segment last week didn't end too well for Paul. He was two and four with his picks, but. Tom, you were four and two with your picks. So. Oh my God, is that bad? <laughs> Maybe you should stick to just picking over-unders. Yeah, because I have everybody available to me so I could tell you what to pick. Is it just because you picked uh, a five? Lot of is it? Yeah, he, no, he picked five out of six overs. Oh, uh, he picked five out of six overs last week. That doesn't which shock is me. Just, yeah, that does not shock me. me. Mr. I pick 193 freaking overs and seven unders in life. So, right. hey, let's just try that again. All let's right. do it. Okay, Alshon Jeffrey. Ooh, we, just, we just talked about him a few I times. Um, at Tampa Bay, over under 14 points this week. I'll start this one off, and I'm going to stick to the routine. I'm going over here. Tampa Bay has given up the fifth most fantasy points to wide receivers this year. You know, uh, look, Cutler was back when they played Minnesota. He still had eight targets, 63 yards. He had a touchdown. Alshon Jeffrey, like I said, he's going to go 140-some yards and touchdown this week. Yeah, I agree. I'm going over. I called it earlier. I said he's my start of the week, so I'm over with him. All right. Uh, Jonathan Stewart, Paul, we'll give this one to you. Versus Kansas City, over under 12 points. Jay Stu. Jay Stu over under 12 points. Um, I'm not big on Jonathan Stewart this week, but I think 12 points is doable for him because he'll probably catch some passes. So we're talking, obviously, PPR included, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to say over 12. I'm going to get on Tommy's wagon of just picking all overs. I'm going to go the under. 
I'm going to say Jonathan Stewart goes under. I goaded him into the under. Points. Oh, you don't have to go with me in the crap. You just had to tell me a player, and I give you my my stat. You sling Ooh, it? a little rap there for the kids. Sort of. You're like Eminem. I don't really uh, know. Did something rhyme there? I call me Skittle. It. No, it didn't rhyme. But Not it sounded, at all. It sounded give like me a, a player, and I'll give you a stat. I don't really get it. <laughs> there was a, a line before that. Yeah, you were yeah, more like scat You were more like... L and L, not M. All right. Anyways, I'm going under this week. I don't think uh, Stu. Yeah, he's gonna have one touchdown. You said how many? Twelve. Twelve. Yeah, I say he has like 30, 40 yards and a touchdown. I, I think under. All right, uh, Paul, you said over for that one. Yes, sir. Big Ben Roethlisberger. Tom, we'll keep it with you. Versus Dallas, over under nineteen points. Big Ben, over under 19 points. This is going to be close. You know, last week he came back. Uh, he was healthy, supposedly, but obviously he wasn't himself. He was terrible until going into garbage time. I think this week versus the Cowboys in Pittsburgh, family going to it. I'm going to say he does just a shade over, maybe about 20 fancy points this week. I'm going to go under. Um, I don't think he gets 19s a lot. I think that they do come back and they they actually I think it's it's possibly an upset special this week. I think um, I think I think Le'Veon Bell gets going this week. So I'm going to say under for for Ben. All right, Paul, we'll keep it with you. David Johnson, this is ridiculous. Over, high. over. It doesn't matter you what number, number? you throw. It doesn't matter. Over versus San Fran. Over under 24. Over, over. Over That's 24. all I gotta say. I don't even have to say any more than that. Twenty-four points is a lot. I'm yeah, this is gonna be a bad week for me, I guess, because this is my second under I'm taking this week. Woo! I love David Johnson. I wanted to draft him, but I think this week he definitely goes under. Everybody has high expectations versus San Fran. I know it's in Arizona, but I think the receivers are gonna get involved this week. Try to get Carson Palmer in that. Uh, you know, high did you say everybody offense. has high expectations for San Fran? High expectations against San Fran, as oh, I said. Oh, gotcha. Because, gotcha. you know, they're playing the Niners. Gotcha. Um, so I think that, you know, he's going to go under 24 fancy points. I say even maybe Ellington may, might get some carries this game. But Stop okay. it. <laughs> maybe like in the fourth quarter when there's they're, they're so far out of reach. Uh, all right. Tom, we'll keep it with you since Ooh. you ended last. Jordan Reed versus Minnesota. Over Whoa. under twelve fantasy points. Uh, this is dirty. Just Jeez, so you know, Eddie, boy. this is Why? like dirty because he's on my fantasy team. Oh, oh, boy, of course that. you're trying to goat me into the over. How am I supposed to know that? Because uh, <laughs> you're in the same <laughs> league. <laughs> uh, you played me two weeks ago. Yeah, I know. I like the goats into the over. But though. he goat me into the over here. What was it? Twelve. Yeah. I'm gonna go over anyways. It didn't. I don't care who he's playing. Uh, Jordan Reed still gets his targets every single week. If the ball's thrown to him in a catchable spot, he's catching it. He might not put up 120, 150 yards in a week, but he's the type of guy that could put up 8, 9, 12 catches in a game. You know, he could put up 60 to 90 yards, maybe 110 at most, I think. But he's the kind of guy that gets a lot of red zone targets, and he might get a couple touchdowns. So I'm going to go over. I agree with you. Uh, I'm going to go over with this. Deshaun Jackson's out this week. 
Um, I don't see them getting the ball going on the ground with uh, Robert Kelly this Matt week. Matt Jones might be a healthy scratch. Matt Jones might be a healthy scratch. I don't think it matters. <laughs> Rob Kelly's not going much, doing much on the ground. And I don't. I think this is going to be a bad week for uh, Jamison Crowder, who I also know is one of your boys. I do think that Reed will 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 get most of the targets. He'll probably get most of the red zone targets if they get there, which they will. I'm going over 12 for Jordan Reed. All right, Paul, your boy, OBJ. Huh. <laughs> your ex-boy. Yeah. Uh, versus Cincy, 15 points over under. 15 points against Cincy. I'm going to say he's going under that. Under 15? Um, yeah, I think Cincinnati's uh, pass defense is one of the best in the league. If you look last week, he really he had four catches. He had under 50 yards. I get it. He had two touchdowns. That's not going to happen every week. I think that if they continue to not throw him the ball enough, he's not going to get the fantasy points that people are expecting out of him. I'm going under 15. I'm going to go over 15. Uh, mark me down for another over. I had a couple <laughs> unders this week. So I think OBJ, yeah, sure, he had four catches last week. But you look on this season, um, he's averaging double-digit targets. He's averaging 10 targets per game. Dead nuts. You know, uh, he may not have caught all of them, but I think the Giants offense is starting to get rolling. I think OBJ is starting to get rolling. Look at what he's done the last three years. He's averaging over 1,500 yards a season. Definitely OBJ. Start him with the over. All right, let's keep it with that conference and go into the flex plays of the week. All right, this is our flex players of the week. Paul, who do you got? So my top, my one of my flex players for the week is Darren Sproles. Darren has finally gotten the news that we all needed to know, and Doug Peterson finally decided to share it. He's the starter. Uh, we talked about it on our last show. He's better than Matthews based on the eye test. He's faster. He's more elusive. Uh, and he should have been given the opportunity weeks ago. I think that uh, he will take the opportunity and run with it, no pun intended. Um, and he gets Atlanta this week, so he's going to see carries. They're going to throw the ball to him. I think it's a complete package for Sproles to have a, go- a solid week. That's one of my best flex players. T, what do you got for one? Uh, I'm going to go with Tim Hightower from the Saints playing the Broncos. The Broncos, everybody, you know, they had stacked defense to win in the Super Bowl. But this year, they only have a solid pass defense. You look at Tim Hightower over the last two weeks, he's averaging about 24 attempts and over 90 yards. You know, averaging 11 fantasy points a week. I think Tim Hightower versus the Broncos, he's going to get fed again, especially against the Broncos. Uh, more carries than uh, Ingram because the fumble risks. So Tim Hightower is a solid flex play this week. Mr. Home Wrecker, right, Eddie? Tim yeah. Hightower, he just comes in yeah, and you call for a takes over your family. <laughs> All those Ingram owners. Oh, absolutely. You want to kill yourselves, ain't it? Awful. All right, so my next flex would be Adam Humphreys this week. Tampa Bay Buccaneers wide receiver playing Chicago. Last week, Humphreys finally showed why he's the waiver pickup that everybody wanted when Vincent Jackson went to the IR. Seven targets, five catches, 46 yards, and a touchdown against Atlanta. I'll take that again this week in my flex. Uh, and he plays an even he plays the worst pass defense in football in Chicago. So I love Adam Humphreys as a flex player this week. If you got him on your team, put him in your flex. T? Um, My second flex option, I'm going to stick with the running back position. I'm going Matthew Asiata. 
playing the Washington Redskins. They're the sixth worst fantasy uh, defense to the running back position. They give up the most six most fantasy points to the running back. Uh, you look, uh, they give up a ton of the touchdowns inside the five-yard line. I think Mac Asiata, that's where he thrives, is inside the five-yard line. He's going to have two dirty-ass touchdowns this week. Matt Asiata, start him as a flex option. Yeah, Paul, I agree Paul, with that. Paul too. has voila, Matt Asiata. I did have voila, Matt Asiata, and that's because I, I, Tommy had it spot on when he said that they give up more touchdowns inside the red zone. But I just thought that eight, was funny. Eight yeah. out of ten touchdowns to a running back this year for uh, Washington were given up inside of the five-yard line where Matt Asiata, he gets to play and live and sleep and breathe and probably marry and date your, your girlfriend. Thanks. So he likes it there. Uh, my last guy that I am I'm in love with, uh, he's not my bromance this week, but I do love him. J.J. Mother and Nelson from the Arizona Cardinals. Again, playing the San Francisco 49ers. If you listen to the show two weeks ago, I talked about picking up Nelson off the waiver wire. Uh, he's coming off his bye week, which is good news because he gets the defense-deficient 49ers. Uh, 49ers have given up the sixth most fantasy points to wide receivers this season. And since taking the starting role off of Michael Floyd, a.k.a. a Notre Dame failure, uh, three weeks ago, Nelson has been on a tear. I expect Nelson to have another big week this week against the Niners defense. Put J.J. Nelson in your flex if he's sitting on your team. And that is mine and Tommy's flexy, sexy, flexy players of the week. Speaking of 49ers, let's go to 69ers and go head-to-head. Woo! 69er. All right, Paul and Tom. A lot of injuries this year especially to the running back position, which backup running back who didn't start week one has impressed you the most and will continue to be a solid fantasy producer for the rest of the season? Who wants to go first? I'll take this one. All right, Tom. First, let me start with, we could go dirty on this question, but Paul would call me out if I went Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, I know. He didn't start week one, so, you know... But you knew he was coming back. Yeah, yeah I knew he was the starter. But I'm just saying we could go dirty on that. But I'm not going to do it. Paul would no, call no, me no, out. I'm just asking, all I'm asking is that you put a little thought into so this. So this and... is where I'm going with this one. I'm going to stick, and this is going to sound terrible because I've been talking about this team all night, but I'm going to go with Jordan Howard. That's a good pick. I think. I didn't even think of him. No. I think that Jordan Howard, pick. you look over the last six weeks, he's been averaging over 17 fantasy points a week. He catches the ball out of the backfield. He could block so that he's a three-down back. You look with the Cutler-Jeffrey connection coming back, teams won't be able to stack eight men in the box anymore against Howard, so he's going to get some more rushes coming out of the backfield. He's going to get some catches coming out of the backfield. He's going to get some touches coming out of the backfield, whether it's catches or rushes. Jordan Howard is the man that we thought he was. Wow, I don't know if I was on WCW or uh, the Point After Show podcast here, but uh, all right. Well, oh. <laughs> I'm willing to take the abuse that I'm deserved to get for this guy. Oh, yeah. But I'm going to be honest when I tell you this: I don't like the guy, but I have to give respect where respect is due. And quite honestly, the options are limited based on the they question are, you they, gave. They are very limited. I There's know, not a lot of running backs right now that didn't start Week One that we're not projected to be the starters that are just standout. <clears throat> but how do you not pick Jay Ajayi? 
I I don't I'm not big on the guy. I've said a lot of hateful things towards him, probably because he's not on my team. Um, but realistically, you're talking about in week one, this was a guy that was a healthy scratch. They didn't even bring him to the game. They actually didn't even fly. They said, you sit home. And by week <laughs> yeah, two, like oh, yeah, dude, they were like, listen, we're not even actually going to get you a plane ticket. You sit home and think about life. I think by week two, anybody that drafted Ajayi pretty much thought he was being cut. All the way to fast forward to week six. And he just goes bananas against the Steelers. The next week, Buffalo, he goes, he goes ham against them. The Jets, he makes, you know, he 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 made some great runs against the Jets. I think he got a little bit more lucky than good, but still put up some great fantasy numbers. At the end of the day, they're going to continue to keep feeding this guy. Um, I I think his productivity is going to go down, but I still would take him over anybody else rest of season for the question that you asked. Proceed to give me shit, Tom. Go ahead, because I know you're you're no, dying. No, no, no. You know what? Instead of giving you crap, I'm going to toot my own horn. You look back at our October 4th episode, and Wow, this, did you write that down somewhere? Our October 4th episode, during the Wafer Wire segment, I said, you go out and you get Jay Ajahi for the running back position. And prior to that, he had 0, 3, 9, and 5 fantasy points. And I said, you'd need to go out and get him. The week after I said go out and get him, he had 11, 41, 35, and 21. I think I called this one spot on. So, Paul, I'm going to dismiss you of all the shit I could talk on you for saying press the panic button on him. I'm not going to do it. I like him. I agree. That's my pick, and I'm sticking to it. All right, well, these guys got a little bit uh, heated here. Let's get into our bromantic, bold prediction segment. All right, my bromance this week is, you guys are going to call me crazy. I'm going Martellus Bennett. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I think this is his week to just do the things that he did that first week, week five when Brady came back. He's been quiet ever since. The Patriots play Seattle at home this week. Seattle's been great against the tight end uh, position this week, or uh, position all year. I think the focal point will be primarily on Gronk. Uh, Marty B, which is his uh, MySpace name, I guess, is going to be... uh, He's going to score more fantasy points than both Gronk, Mm. Jordan Reed, And every other tight end this week. This is my romantic, bold prediction. Marty B, he'll go for 85 yards and not one, but two touchdowns this week against Seattle. Not in Seattle because they're in Foxborough. But he'll be, this is kind of stupid, but I wrote it down. Marty B will be Brady's Bromeo and Gronk will be his Juliet. Oh! <laughs> wow, that is corny. Calling the cheese oh, that's, police. <laughs> yeah, that's that cornier yeah. than your stool after a Fourth of July barbecue. Oh, that's oh, god, gross, bullshit. Uh, all right, um, Tommy, bring on the bromance. This should be good. No, it's not going to be good. Last week I got out of control slightly. The scotch got me. I love it. I got a little sentimental. <laughs> and I apologize for that. Don't apologize. No. But this week, it bring it home, baby. This week, bring it home. Keep it I'm rolling. going with Paulie's boy, which I hate to say. Ooh, ooh. I hate this mother effer, 
But this week he's going to be solid. You love him. I'm going with the wide receiver from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Michael Evans. Oh, I thought you were going Adam Humphreys. Mm. I love well, I Humphreys. I thought it was going Cameron Brait. Mm. Yeah, he's a tight end. But anyways. Wide receiver set. I like where your heads are at. <laughs> but I'm going to go with Mike Evans. Mike Evans, I have a bromance for you this week. Chicago has given up the most fantasy points to wide receivers this season. You've been averaging a ton of fantasy points, averaging 100 yards per game over the last three, four TDs, and a two-point conversion over the last three. This week, for my bromantic prediction, I'm going Mike Evans has nine catches, 127 yards, and I'm sticking with the prediction of two TDs. That's bold. Eddie, is that bold? That's about as bold as a red-headed stepchild that, falling on the steps. That is not bold. What do you dude. want me to say? What did you? What was Get those crazy. stats again? Come nine on, for one twenty-seven. I just, I just nine said, for one twenty-seven. I think he did that. The highest scoring I, tight yeah, end. Yeah, dude. Week. I think he did that once this year already. Nine for one twenty. Right, Way to go, right, Tommy. All right. It Come on, dude. It was all in my paperwork here to set it up. Bring it, dude. It was all in my paperwork to set this up. I wanted you to call me out. It's here in the script. Take a look on the paper. Bring it. It says that Mike Evans will have 12 catches, 173 yards, and three touchdowns. Woo! Now it's a bold prediction. It's going to take it. Now it's a bold prediction. On the back of Mike Evans. Finally. I'm so glad you're back. It's in the notes, baby. I'm so glad that I was present the day that Tommy's balls dropped. Uh, congratulations. What'd you say? So my bromantic bold prediction starts like this. Everyone that listens to the show knows by now that I have a huge bromance with David Johnson this year. I have him in two of my three leagues, and I would give up my mother for him in that third league. Wow, that's terrible. I love you, Mom. No. But Mom. I got to be honest, Bo. You'd be bounced. Gone. Peace. Mom. Chachi, if, you, if you're down for moms, wow. she's on the market. So, Mama, his last game was his worst of the season on the ground, mustering an abysmal 24 yards on 10 carries. Then he had his bye. Now we're here. Johnson, being the man that he is, saved his fantasy owners in week seven with seven catches for 84 yards. And he's never once been under 100 total yards in a game all season. And this week. He gets the 49ers. I've been picking on him all segment. I'm not going to stop now. My bold prediction is this. Uh-oh. Not only will David Johnson be the number one overall running back this week, but he will have more fantasy points this week than Le'Veon Bell and Melvin Gordon combined. That's not that bold. Le'Veon Bell and Melvin Gordon combined. My computer died. I don't even know who the uh, Steelers are playing. Dallas, combined. Uh, oh no! I don't know that's about that. that. I like. That's I not like that it. bold. I like it. No. That's like not it. bold. I like it. What? Yeah, that's not bold. That is bold. That's like forty some points. They're both projected to do that's almost bold. twenty. That's bold. Should I put you on uh, my knee and spank you? Is I'd that like bold? that. That that'd be bold. Yeah, you'd like that. Wow. Like, uh, Come on. Yikes. That's bold. Yeah, if Eddie's bold. computer didn't die, he knows. Was be bold. it Le'Veon Bell? And Melvin Gordon, the All touchdown right. machine. I'm going to say that's not going to happen. I'll bet money on that. Oh, well, you don't have to bet money on it. Just take the over. I was kidding. I what can you double do. down on the Kiss money, and beer. We do barter system here. I meant chickens. 
So that is my bromantic, bold prediction. David Johnson, I love you, man. All right. Well, that's all we have for tonight. Uh, thanks for listening to The Point After Show. Please subscribe to us on iTunes. We mentioned in the beginning you can send us your questions, any kind of sit-starts or anything that you want to ask us. Uh, send us your questions on uh, Twitter at Point After Show or email us at thepointaftershow at gmail.com. My personal Twitter handle is at E-S-K-O-R-U-P-A underscore P-A-S. Tom? My uh, Twitter handle is at T-Lip underscore the P-A-S. Paul? And my handle is Paul underscore the P-A show. I will leave it with this. Thank you for listening. Tell your friends about us. Tell your family about us. But don't tell your girlfriend about us. We if you made you, it Cavi. this far, thank you. Thanks. And we love you, Cav. Happy Veterans Day.